0: Do you want to build your brand by being a guest on industry-leading podcasts? If you own a business, my guess is you do. So picture this. You, a dynamic executive, effortlessly connecting with engaged audiences, turbocharging your top-of-funnel marketing, and creating a treasure trove of content with every episode. Podcasting is the game-changer you've been waiting for, and PodcastAlly.com is your VIP ticket to podcast PR success. Say goodbye to the ordinary and hello to the extraordinary exposure. Head over to podcastally.com now and let them know that Pretty OK sent you. Your brand deserves to shine, and they're ready to make it happen.
1: back to another episode of Pretty Okay Podcast. I'm your host, Samantha Welker. And I am Taylor Holman. And we are here to talk about how to be the smartest person in the room. There's a bug flying in my face. There's literally (laughs) like a gnat. That's what that hand motion was. For those of you that couldn't see it, I was trying to catch a gnat as I was trying to intro the podcast. That
0: was amazing. I thought you were just, you know, animating the
1: intro. Nope. Nope. There was a gnat. There was a gnat. (laughs) So anyways, off to a great, great start here. (laughs) Great start. start.
0: But yes, I'm excited about talking through what it takes to become the smartest person in the room. Um, I mean, even if you are the smartest person in the room, you shouldn't act like you're the smartest
1: person in the room. I was going to say my favorite thing about People who are typically the smartest person in the room is they don't act like they're the smartest person in the room. I can guarantee you that the person who acts like they're the smartest person in the room is far from it. <laughs> Usually, the dumbest person with the lowest self-esteem. Yeah, and who is willing to talk the loudest? Yep. So I don't be we that just person. Guys, our pe- our past president. That's <laughs> <Jesus> great. <laughs> The disguised, but I meant described. So yeah, I'm clearly not the smartest person in the room.
0: <laughs> Honestly, I do think that the the smartest people in the room are people who tend to be
1: really good listeners. Oh, then I'm definitely not the smartest person in the room. I'm always tuning out. I'm very bad at listening. You're a hundred percent right, but I'm very bad at listening.
0: That's funny. I always introduce. Well, I don't do it anymore because now Brett actually like understands who you are, but I used to always, and we do know several Samanthas, but I used to always introduce or like refer to you as Samantha, my friend with the Harvard MBA. <laughs> and he was like, I get it. I get it. She has a, she has an MBA.
1: You're like, I'm not suggesting anything, Brett. Come on. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. I mean, I, I wish I was a better listener. I think it's just probably from the amount of weed that I've smoked in my life. <laughs> <What>? <laughs> Let's be honest. But and that, and I currently have still have sleep deprivation, but it's not a great combo.
0: No, no. The sleep deprivation part is
1: like that's real. And that's I think not a great lot of for our... anybody who hasn't fried their <laughs> brain cells. Oh, there's nothing um, wrong with weed nothing anyways, wrong with guys it. take my advice i'm so smart
0: <laughs> so smart see you can get your mba from harvard even if you do smoke weed heck
1: yeah how do you think i got through it <laughs> but anyways hello intro tangent um we are going to be talking today about ways to become a thought leader in your industry and taylor when we say thought leader what do we mean
0: I mean someone who is smart and educated about something but then also has a in my opinion a genuine want to help others. Mm-hmm. And when I say a genuine help to want others I'm I mean, help to want others. Oh, <laughs> is that what I said? Yeah. <laughs> 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 um you guys samantha and i have both had a day i mean <laughs> it's like 11 a.m and neither of us have brushed our teeth it's just nope. it's one of those days um so apologies i am not putting my best foot forward in terms of being a thought leader in this particular moment but those when i ta- teach yes <laughs> um, when i when i talk about genuinely wanting to help people I really think that that is separate from wanting to make money, right? And there's a lot of people who want to make money off of other people selling their knowledge. Mm -hmm. And to me, those things are two different, those are two different things. So that's my like kind of mini rant about. Mm Thought leaders, who they actually are, what actually motivates them to want to
1: be or like have that kind of influence and stature in their industry. Yeah. I think that's a really good point because thought leaders are not the people who are targeting you with ads that say, I can help you have a six figure business. <laughs> that's if you see that, just say, Nope, that's not a thought leader, and then turn around and run away. Yep.
0: Run far far
1: away. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I love that. That description of it. I think that's spot on. When you think about a thought leader, who's somebody that comes to mind for you?
0: Ooh. Doesn't it be in any
1: particular category? Just somebody who you're like, yep, that's a thought leader.
0: Ooh, this is a hard uh, question.
1: Put you on the spot.
0: Yeah. Because, ooh. I mean, my my brain – Tends to go like, straight to politics when I'm asked yeah. about thought leaders. Yeah. So, and everyone's allowed to have their different opinions about politicians. <laughs> but I would say um, someone who's very top of mind right now for me as a thought leader is Beto O'Rourke down mm-hmm. in Texas. Um, you know, he definitely is someone who I feel like is honestly and truthfully putting himself out there Mm -hmm. in a, I hate this word. You all know, I hate this word in an authentic way, right? Like he wants to become a politician or he already is a politician, but he wants to be in politics for what I think are the right reasons. And so I find myself listening to him um, quite a bit these days. Mm -hmm. So he would be a thought leader in my opinion the world of politics
1: nice who's who's one of your thought leaders well I have two that jumped into my brain and they're very very different um the first one was Bill Nye the science guy (laughs) 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 like he's not trying to sell me anything he's just talking about science Science. and knowledge (laughs) yeah um so like when i see him talking about things like climate change or you know why we should be eating less meat it it has value to it another one that i think of is uh i don't know if you follow cleo wade oh yeah i do i, I very much think of her as a thought leader because she's a i think her main job is she's an author mm-hmm. um but in general she's just very much like she's very good at encouraging people and and showcasing, you know, things from a, a thoughtful humanistic way. Mm-hmm. Um, and I really I really appreciate that about her. Um, yep. yeah, I mean there I feel like if I really dug deep I could think of a lot more but those are the top 2.
0: <laughs> Bill Na, yep.
1: <Matt>, Cleo Wade. <laughs> yep, yep.
0: Um I mean, now that my brain is like functioning at a higher capacity
1: since <laughs> you quickly.
0: Uh, like Greta Thunberg, she definitely is a good example of a thought leader, right? Yep. I mean, she's, yeah. you know, an activist, yes, but also very much a thought leader. Or Amanda Gorman, the poet, yes, yeah, right. Like those are two young women who are doing some
1: rad, rad shit for sure. So, yeah, for sure. Give me hope for bringing oh God. Yeah, um, yeah. and so like you know. Other than a nice little ego boost, what is the reason that people listening to this podcast would want to become a thought leader in their industry?
0: I mean, there's there, there are a few reasons that you would want to become a thought leader. And it's not for everyone, right? Mm-hmm. Like if you're not someone who is comfortable, you don't like, how do I want to say this? You don't have to be someone who like, Demand, wants to demand attention, but you can't be someone who doesn't want attention or shies away from it. Yeah. Um, but I think that the reason that people want to become thought leaders in their industry is because it's kind of a way to leave a legacy and have mm-hmm. a bigger impact than just like the, the day-to-day work that you do. Mm -hmm. because when you're a thought leader, you are an educator, you are a leader, right? You're someone people turn to. And so when I think of all of those things, I think what motivates people to do that is they want something bigger than just their immediate sphere. They want to have Mm -hmm. an impact on something bigger than just their immediate sphere. And that's one of the cool things that – I have personally experienced just kind of putting myself out there is you every once in a while, you just get like random messages from people you have no fucking idea who they are, what they do, where they live. And you'll get a message about how much you've taught them or impacted their life or like helped them make a big decision. You're like, Holy shit, man. Wow.
1: Yeah. It's big. It's big. So. Yeah. I, uh, I'm just going to say it, it helps you make more money. <laughs> I mean it does. I was trying to do like the the altruistic reason you'd want to no, be talking about you. I'm going to say it. It helps you make more money. <laughs> <laughs> because it gives you that credibility, you know? If you are a, a forward-thinking person who is willing to put themselves out there as a thought leader, course, you're going to be one of the first people that people think of when they need to hire someone for whatever it is you do. Um, And I also think that being a thought leader can open up a lot of new doors and opportunities. Um, Another person I think of is my friend, Ashley Piper, who she wrote a book. um, Oh, I should know that it's called like give a shit or something like that. Mm. But it's about environmentalism and she wrote this book and she ever since she wrote the book has just become like this environmental thought leader and she goes around giving TED talks and teaching webinars and you know it just it's it's opened up a lot of different doors for her because she took the opportunity to put her thoughts out there in the social sphere which is like you know the for better or for worse everybody's got a fucking platform thanks to social media Yep. Use it for good, not evil. Please. And thank you. You hear Milo crying? I do. <laughs> I love when the baby cries on the podcast. <laughs> Real life. Didn't brush my teeth. My baby's crying. Yep. Yep. You woke up pissed. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So let's just say we've convinced everybody to become a, a thought leader, right? They're mm-hmm. like, yep, I'm on board. Take me there. How do I get there? The first step is to become
0: one of the smartest people in the room. <laughs> and so in order to do that, you really need to invest in your education, mm-hmm. right? Like this being a thought leader, yes, part of it is having an opinion about something, but it is not solely just about having an, a, a strong opinion, yeah. You have right? Like, fuck. This is why social, you know, if we want to go on a rant about why social media is like the most terrible thing to happen to humans, this is, (laughs) that would be one of my arguments. Yep. But thought leaders are actually subject matter experts. And in order to become that, you need to put in a pretty significant amount of time and effort into your brain. Right. So you don't have to know everything because no human knows everything. But, you know, if you are not – if you don't have a degree in psychology, then you shouldn't be trying to give people psychological help or be a therapist, right? Right. There's, there's a basic, like, foundation that you need to build for yourself. Right. Um, and if you don't mind me having a, a moment of brutal honesty. Please. Just because you hired a business coach doesn't make you a business coach. Or, you know, that's one of my favorites. Like, that's,
1: I think, the perfect, succinct example to prove yep. my point. Yep. Yep. Just because you at one time paid for someone to be your business coach does not mean you're qualified to give business coaching to others. Because I guarantee you that your business coach did not just have a couple sessions with a business coach and say, I can do this too. Because if they did, they provided you with bullshit. But that's fine. It's great. <laughs> yeah. So,
0: you know, another you know, huh, I'm going to share a lot of opinions in this uh, thought leader piece <laughs> podcast. But um, I do think you know, along with the education piece, it takes pretty significant time, right? Mm-hmm. So, in line with just because you hired a business coach doesn't mean you're a business coach. If you're within the first. For sure, three years, borderline even five. If you're a young business, I'm going to sound like an old stodgy person, but I really think you should slow your roll and do your time before you start like publicly really trying to own that kind of title.
1: Yeah, 100%. If I see someone who's only been in business for like a year and they're out there like, here are my six tips for the best business. Like, no, (laughs) no, no, no. You haven't experienced enough, right? Like
0: there is, that is one of the awesome and terrifying things of running a business or building your own brand is that there are a lot of lessons that you have to learn the hard way. And so you just need to like keep collecting those lessons and experiences because
1: that does play into your expertise holistically. Totally. And I think, you know, someone who is a thought leader is also someone who never stops learning, right? And never stops wanting to learn. Like, you're never going to reach a threshold and be like, well, that's it. My brain's full. <laughs> Don't need anything else. <laughs> like, you can always learn more. You can always get better at things. And, you know, it's it's good to think outside the box. Like, Sure, you might own a floral shop, but it could be great to take a photography or an accounting class, you know, take something that's outside of your immediate wheelhouse to help you expand your knowledge and then integrate it into what you're inherently good at already. So just don't be afraid of learning more. Like, I think people think like, oh, well, I'm already so smart that I don't have to go learn more. It's like, no, if you have the opportunity and the time and the resources, like, go do it. Mm -hmm. If I had time, I'd go do it. I wish I could go learn something new, but my brain is zapped, as we've heard. (laughs) (laughs) This podcast is a living testament to how zapped my brain is. (gasps) Zapped.
0: I actually was uh, listening to, or I guess listening to and watching an online summit about branding and content marketing this morning. So, you know, like Sam and I, you know, try to practice what we preach
1: as much as possible. Yeah. And I carved out a few hours to, to listen in. So, yeah. And you know, not all of it is going to be groundbreaking for you, especially if you have been in business for a while, you know, there's a lot of it that you learn and that you already know, but I mean, yeah, if you can, even just expand a little bit and get a few more seeds of knowledge planted in the garden of your soul. How was that? Was that good? Perfect. That's perfect. I'm coming for your copywriting gig. (laughs) You can take some of it. My brain is tired of writing. Oh, no, my brain couldn't do it. People will be like, what is this? Is this English? It's not. It's not English. Sorry. Let's talk more about different ways of becoming a thought leader. One of the most important ones that you outlined for us is having your own point of view because regurgitating what someone else is already saying does not make you a thought leader. (laughs) Makes you a copycat. Yep. When
0: I was typing out the notes for this podcast, I was like, this is very much tied to our this meeting could have been an email Mm. topic where everyone wants to, You know, to piggyback off of someone. Yep. Like, if you're a thought leader, you really shouldn't be doing any piggybacking.
1: No piggybacking.
0: No. No
1: Nobody. You shouldn't be jumping on anybody's back. No. Walk by yourself. Okay. Yep.
0: On your own two feet. The
1: opposite of piggybacking is. I was trying to think of a. Uh,
0: I don't know. I mean, yeah, Yeah. walking on your own two feet. Yeah. Walking on your own two feet. So, I mean, I know that there's a lot of there are a lot of people who like really invest in their own continuing education by watching quote unquote gurus and other mm-hmm. thought leaders in their industry who are more established or have a larger reach. I personally get a little bit annoyed when I hear a thought leader just like repeatedly and continually Quote another thought leader
1: mm-hmm.
0: I'm like, okay, I appreciate that you've done your research and you're investing in your own education, but I really need you to do more than just regurgitate it, like you said, yeah, so you know have don't be afraid to have a unique point of view because that's how you like, actually start reson like, have your voice resonate with people is because you're not just, like, you're not being a sheep, right? Have a backbone. Say some shit. But say it with heart. Mm, and merch. <laughs> <laughs> merch. Tag it um, for merch. Yep. But that's yeah. really, like, that's how you're going to stand out from the crowd. And that's part of what you're if you're wanting to be a thought leader that's part of what you're trying to do right is stand out so yeah yeah
1: you're gonna become a thought leader much more quickly if you do it that way rather than just trying to copycat or piggyback off of someone else right like having a unique point of view brings in a unique audience yep um i just had another thought leader pop into my head that i really like which i'm curious if you like him um simon sinek Um, I have mixed feelings. I know some marketers do, um, have mixed feelings about him. I really appreciate him from like a leader perspective. Yeah. I think he's a great leader. Yeah. So like his book, like Leaders Eat Last is like so good. Yep. Um, so like when I think of a thought leader, he's, he's definitely someone that I'm like, oh yeah, I really value his opinion on things. Yep. Leadership. Uh, Yep. So. Someone else popped into my head.
0: Yep. No, I I very much subscribe to the leaders eat last mentality. Mm -hmm. I, you know, it's probably just because I am a a marketer that at some, at a certain point, I feel like a lot of these gurus, their audiences become so large that they have to start like really watering down Mm -hmm. what they're talking about. And getting back to basics, which you know, eventually, as a business or as a a thought leader, sometimes you turn this into a whole business, right? And I I understand the need for that from a business perspective, sure. But then it's like I watch an occasional thing, and I'm like, this is like fucking one hundred one shit, right? Mm-hmm. But it's just a a function of they've gotten so big that they have to cast a wider net and they no longer really have the luxury of being super niche about things. Probably. So, um, you know, I, I do respect him as a leader for 100%. The Seth Godin is another marketer that people just like go fucking Gaga over and Gary Vaynerchuk. And I'm like,
1: I can't stand Gary Vaynerchuk. No, nope. cannot stand No, nope, Cannot. Cannot. So, <laughs> Yeah. Sorry, there was a really loud truck driving by. That's why I was making that face. I hope you weren't thinking I was making it at you. <laughs> I figured there was something going on in the background that was like. Yeah. yeah.
0: So, um, I mean, so in addition to having your own point of view,
1: like, what do you feel like is another important thing? Well, I'd say not spewing bullshit is important. So doing your research. <laughs> No bullshit, folks. No bullshit. Okay. Yeah. You need to uh, to fact check yourself because if you're out there trying to be a thought leader or maybe you're already on the cusp of being a thought leader and you're pushing it a little bit more, leaning more into it, you can't just be saying whatever pops into your head. It needs to be real concrete, factual evidence. Don't make me go law and order on it. I'll do it.
0: Ching ching. Ching, Oh, is it chung chung? Not ching ching. No, chung
1: chung, (laughs) chong chung.
0: (laughs) Onomatopoeia at its finest. People love it. Um, yeah. I mean, this really, this really bleeds into the next thing that I think is super important, which is understanding your responsibility as a thought leader. Yeah, and if you can't do your research. Make sure you are putting factual information out there. Mm-hmm. You you don't understand fundamentally the influence that you have. And clearly misinformation and disinformation is rampant. Mm-hmm. And you can be an unknowing, unwilling participant. In that, not like in a super dangerous way, unless you're like out there putting anti-vax bullshit out on the internet. Please don't do that. Um, you know, like most things in life, there's a spectrum. So like, please make sure that you're not on, you're not finding yourself on the spectrum of misinformation because you yeah. haven't actually taken the time to do the research. So, right. you know, if you're... you have influence over people and they're turning to you for answers, it is wholeheartedly your responsibility to give them facts.
1: Yeah. And honestly, having facts that are provable will make you a better thought leader because otherwise people are just trying, you know, you're trusting them to take you at face value. And there are a lot of people who don't work that way. They're like I need receipts or it didn't happen, right? Mm-hmm. Like prove it to me. Show me the case study, show me the metrics, show me your process that results in X, Y, and Z. Like have something to back it up because I promise as you scale and become more popular as a thought leader, people are going to be real quick to call you out on shit that's that's untrue. Yep. And that's detrimental. So Yep. Just don't do that.
0: Yep. Do your future self a favor and provide the receipts up front. Just build it into the content that you're, you're building. Um, because then you don't have to worry about retroactively going back and being like, well, here's the, you know, I don't remember where I got this stat, but like, mm-hmm. uh, I think
1: I got it here.
0: Mm-hmm. That's,
1: it's really poo so yeah I mean I do that on this podcast sometimes but then I go find it and I put it in the show notes correct
0: (laughs) I mean because we're doing this live right like we don't hold the entirety of the internet in our brains and sometimes we need to go find it but again
1: zapped brain cells guys (laughs) coming back to that uh so let's talk about tactics that people can use. They're like, okay, great. I'm sold. I understand the responsibility of it. I want to better myself and learn more and share that knowledge with people in my industry. What now? What what now? What next? What do I do? Well, first things first,
0: in this digital age, mm. it starts with your blog. Mm-hmm. Right? Great place. That is the easiest place to start building your portfolio of thought leadership. Yep. And, you know, on your own domain, right? Like, I mean, I guess no one
1: is really using anything third party anymore like they used to. I don't know. I feel like I get people hitting up like influencers who are like, here's my website. So-and-so.wix.com. Oh, mm, don't do that. Okay, so maybe step one. Here's the the basics for being a thought leader. Don't have a Wix website. Don't have an AOL email address. Boom, done. There you go. Basic criteria. Yep. So after you've done those things or not done those
0: things, make sure you have your own website and start building out a blog. And then obviously, I think the natural extension to that is starting to share on social media, you know, the bits and pieces from your blog. So it's like simple content distribution. Let's just call it what it is. Yeah. But the next thing that you really can start doing after you've um, built your reputation in your, your own little corner of the Internet, the next piece is to start building it in other people's corners of the internet. And so this is where PR really comes into play. And I know, mm-hmm. I, I mean, at this point, it was a few years ago,
1: you did a whole PR episode. I did with Connie, Connie Wong. There you go. Modern, well, modern, I don't remember how to say it. But, Cause I think it's modern, but it's not, it's modern PR or something like that. Oh, okay. Something fancy. I said something fancy, something very fancy, something fancy.
0: So if you haven't listened to that PR episode, then this would be a good time to uh, dig back through the archives and listen to that one. Um, because yeah. Ooh, I also have a gnat. <laughs> <laughs>
1: it left me and came to you it flew through our screens. Um, it, well, I don't know. It could have gone really quickly from here to Cardiff. Yeah. You know, it's only like 20
0: miles. <laughs> it's random Got wings. um but yeah PR really is the next step and so you do have to become comfortable pitching yourself yep. and if you're if you're not ready to start pitching yourself for speaking engagements then you can start with guest blogging and maybe just podcast interviews because those are again those are other people's spaces where you can start to interact with more people, mm-hmm. um, and Instagram then you know lives are a Instagram good one. Lives, yeah, you know, yep. So, and then after that, if you're if you're comfortable with it, then moving into public speaking, which isn't necessarily for every thought leader, no, but is kind of the top tier of things you can do because it's public speaking is so multifaceted and kind of the yeah. skills you need to have.
1: And here's the thing, you don't have to get into public speaking to be a thought leader. Correct. We're not saying like, if you want to be a thought leader, you better be ready to host your own TED Talk. Like, that's not what this has to be. It can stop at blog posts and social media, right? Yep. It's just however you're reaching your audience and sharecasing. That's a combo of showcasing and sharing. Um, Showcasing your knowledge like cool words that you make up like me. Yeah. That's fine. Yeah. It's great. I mean, if you're more of an introvert, then,
0: you know, if public speaking is like, fuck, no, I'm never doing that. Then maybe mm-hmm. you're the pinnacle of your uh, journey is writing a book.
1: Yeah. There you go. Right. You so, know, what's funny. Is I'm a massive introvert, but I, I like public speaking. I don't mind it at all. Yeah. That's great. I That's love weird. public speaking. Yeah, I, I know it. you do. You weirdo. But like, so. I, yeah, I don't know. I had to take public speaking in college. Did you have to take it? Uh, I did.
0: Like yeah, a communications
1: class. They made us take it for like, it was like undergrad requirement. Everybody yeah. had to take a public speaking course. And I remember we got to do like a free choice topic on like anything we wanted, but we just had to convince people of our argument. Oh, yeah. And and mine was why Belle is the best Disney princess. <laughs> That's what I chose because I'm an adult. That's awesome. <laughs> That's awesome. And I did I it. I don't
0: remember what my pers- – I remember us having to do like a persuasive argument Um and you like an academic presentation. I mean, I I clearly remember doing the things, but I don't remember
1: um what I presented on. Did you have to convince people to join a specific political party? Because we had to do that one.
0: Oh no, I didn't
1: have to do that. And we got like assigned at random. Oh man. <laughs> I remember mine was the Libertarian Party. <laughs> oh, okay. Well, at least I could stomach that. Yeah. Jesus.
0: Jesus.
1: No, that's for the, Jesus is for the conservatives, Taylor. (laughs) I know. I'm sorry. I mean, like, it's
0: so funny how words that, um, I use some words in complete blasphemy all the time and only. (laughs) I
1: hear a nugget outside my door. Oh, is he tapping like, hey, he's crawled over to the door and he's going, mom is in there. She's in there.
0: (laughs) (laughs) It's time to come out. Well, Um, good thing, Milo. We're done with this
1: podcast episode. Good
0: thing, Milo.
1: (laughs) Just waiting for his little hand to poke through under the door. (laughs) (laughs)
0: Like an alien. Yeah. (laughs) That's amazing. That is amazing. Well, I mean, I think everyone has some motivation and to-dos if they're wanting to become a thought leader. It's pretty – it's not complicated – but it does take a lot of
1: effort. Yeah, it's so, it's, it's not a quick a quick thing. It's you got to be in it for the long hole, haul, haul, hole. Long haul, haul, long haul. A hull is like part of a boat. No, I know. I'm okay. <laughs> I just can't speak. <laughs> I know it's the long haul. I'm just stupid. No, (laughs)
0: No. you're just a tired
1: human. I'm just broken. You're just tired. Yeah. So one of these days I won't be tired, guys. It'll be fine. Yeah, I know. I did this to myself. It's fine. I get it. It's my own. (laughs) It's your own doing. It's your own doing. Yeah. So anyways, thought leadership. There it is. There it is.
0: Go forth and
1: be Thoughtful. leaders of thought. There you go. That too. <laughs> what did you say? That's going to be our new merch. Uh, say some shit, but with heart. With heart. Say some shit, but with heart. Or say shit, but with some heart. I think that's with what it was. Heart. That's like such a. It's such. That sounds like such a hippie phrase. That's uh, like Steven's favorite, which is like, "Free your mind, and your ass will follow." <laughs> That's his favorite. <laughs> That's amazing. So, friends, free your mind and your ass will follow. There you go. And then we'll see you in a couple weeks, right? What is yeah. today? Today's like the end of May. This is the end of out. May. This episode's going to come out when? June 8th?
0: Is that right? And then, yeah. And then the next episode, I think before our summer
1: break, is we have – a very exciting special guest Let's do our last our finale of the season we've got a bitchin guest it's gonna be awesome oh awesome so definitely for so that guys
0: yep because um, it's someone that i fangirl over pretty goddamn hard
1: yeah so. and that's hard to do with taylor to get her yeah. girl over you so I mean, a, yeah it's a big deal it's a big deal i'm cynical as fuck you guys so <laughs> <laughs> we'll be back in a couple weeks with our very special exciting guest until then, we'll put some show notes up on prettyokpodcast.com. I'll try to link all those thought leaders we mentioned um, and then a few the other resources. Otherwise, we'll see you over on Instagram at prettyokpodcast. Feel free leave a rating, a review, a love note, anything that tickles your fancy. We'll take it at this point. So thanks, guys. Have a great rest of your week. Bye. Bye.